Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. Apparently our next guest is going to uh, steer me right or something to that effect. And that'll work out great because I have a really good memory, better than he does. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. I don't even know if our next guy's a guest. I mean, he's a semi-regular on this show. Um, he is, of course, the uh, highly esteemed. No, that would be the wrong word. Uh, Mark Spector joining us from Sportsnet. Stoffer and Spector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. Reminding you, Century Mile is now open and racing starts on April 28th. From the beautiful city of Winnipeg, Manitoba, we are pleased to be joined by Sportsnet. Spec, Spec, how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Bobby, what's going on? I, I got this text here. Has <laughs> Spectre deleted any tweets today? Did you delete any tweets today? Not that I know of. I don't know what that tweet, that text is about. Maybe I somebody... don't know what it means either. All right. I've deleted a tweet for a while. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, look. This show Stop is me, called... Pal. All right. I, I know you're in Winnipeg. We'll get to the playoffs in a second. I'm going to specifically ask you about a couple series, including the one that you're going to cover. They don't have anybody better, or not better, but closer to Winnipeg that can write that, by the way, uh, for Sportsnet? Or no, I'm the guy. I'm you, the guy. You're like the Edmonton-Winnipeg guy? Yeah, I am the Winnipeg guy, as it turns out. Uh, Eric Francis, we uh, works for Sportsnet, so he'll cover the Flames. Yeah. Uh, we've got Ian McIntyre out in Vancouver to uh, do all things Canucks, and we do not actually have a writer in Winnipeg. I kind of reserve that territory, Bob, if I possibly can, because I kind of like covering the Jets in the playoffs. Well, they got a good team. So yes, they've they got do. a good team, but they've not played well heading into playoffs. Again, we'll, go we'll down. get into that. This show is not called Jets now. It's called Oilers now. So let's start there. What did you think of yesterday's availability um, with Bob Nicholson and Keith Gretzky? Well, I thought it was weird uh, because, you know, half of the questions posed to Bob Nicholson were about, the new GM that he's going to hire and all the different people he's going to talk to and what are the qualities in that general manager that he's looking for. And sitting right next to him was uh, Keith Gretzky, who is a candidate for the job. Uh, I thought it was a little bit unfair almost to Keith because he was sort of in an uncomfortable spot. You know, Um, it seemed like a kind of a goofy thing. Uh, Bob's words were fine. I liked what he said and uh, the press conference worked, but I thought the dynamic was kind of strange having Gretzky there. What did you think, Bob? I think Gretzky was there to maybe assist him on some of the hockey-specific questions. Um, I, I can see why people... You, what, what you have communicated to me has been suggested to me by others that have worked in the industry and others that don't work in the industry as well, right? Like the whole thing's a little... 
It was a little like some people said, well, why didn't Keith Gretzky do his own availability after Ken Hitchcock did his availability? And others said, well, you know what? It kind of it makes sense if you wanted somebody to do more of the hockey stuff. Um, so Bob could deal with the 30,000 feet stuff. So, hey, I kind of heard the same sort of, uh, put it this way, a lot of what you suggested I heard uh, late uh, yesterday afternoon and into uh, yeah. last night. Mark, I want to read you an email because it, it's an int- uh, an interesting perspective. Zach has emailed uh, uh, the show. Bob, I don't get this organization. Kevin Lowe is the last guy we had as a GM who did a good job. But Bob Nicholson says he's not involved in hockey ops. He's on the business side. The email goes on to say, Meanwhile, says Zach, Mac T was a terrible GM, but he has business education, and he's on the hockey side. Uh, If these guys aren't ever going to be let go, shouldn't they at least be in the roles that they can thrive in? It's not a popular opinion, says Zach, but I think Lowe's history as a GM shows he's a smart hockey guy, and we should take uh, take advantage of having him around. I don't buy the perspective that guys like Tamalini and Shirelli were his puppets because they would have done a better job if that was the case. That email comes to us from Zach. He sent it through our global account. Well, Zach, you're right. It's not a popular perspective. I I will say this. Mark, I think most people think over the last 20 years, Kevin Lowe was the best GM the Oilers have had. Most people I talk to out there suggest that. Do you hear the same thing? No, well, I guess. I mean... What's their record been over the last twenty years? Since right? night, well, he was he's been GM since nineteen or since uh, two thousand. Like they yeah, had last. a they had a great old six. They made the playoffs in two thousand and one, two thousand three, oh five, oh six. He stopped being the GM in oh eight. Uh, they oh, just sure. they just sure. missed. They had competitive. They were more competitive. He had one year that he wasn't really competitive as a GM, and that was oh six oh seven. I think that we have to. There's a couple that, of things we have to is do. There, is, that, is there a valid point in what he's saying? Like, why, w- you know, why would you not have the guy who, or is it just the reputation for some of the fan base with Kevin is such that they don't want him involved in any of that decision-making process? Well, I want to say this, and I say this to the fans respectfully who are listening to our show right now. If I'm running an organization and listening to the fans, I'm already beat, Okay. Because fans are fans. They're not experts on how to hire hockey people and how to scout players and how to run organizations. We can't live in our business without good fans, and that's why the Oilers have excellent fans, and so does this show. But if you're telling, you know, i got a sink in my house, Bob, but don't ask me to fix it, right? I know sinks. I use them every day, but I don't know how to fix them. So don't. Let's get over this. What do the fans want? Mark, Mark we have... fans want a winner, man. That's what the fans want. Mark, a winner. That's what they want. We have roughly 40,000 listeners to the show, uh, yeah. right, over the course. And, and I, I will tell you that 38,000 of them probably think they know more about the game than you and me. Yeah, so the that... operative words are think, Bob. Think they know. Okay? <laughs> they think they know. Okay. <laughs> right? Uh, Listen... I'm not a GM, and you're not a GM. And I I would not be able to take an organization and build it out properly. I can't go to a junior game uh, over the course of a long career and pick the guys that are going to be good and the guys that aren't. That's not my skill. I'm a sports writer. That's what I'm good at. Find good hockey people, right? Mm -hmm. Just because an Oiler fan, an accountant, happens to be an Oiler fan, it does not mean that he's a hockey expert. It means that he's an Oiler fan. There's Mm -hmm. a big difference there. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I can tell you, I, I know that Peter Shirelli didn't talk a lot to Kevin Lowe because Kevin structured his deals completely differently than Peter did. Kevin always got, as we've discussed before, Mark, plus, plus in deals. And Peter did not get enough in his deals, and that's part of the reason why Peter's no longer here as a GM. All right, so, you know, your sentiment about, you know, yesterday's event, was it? So are you saying you thought it was a little bit unfair to Keith Gretzky? Yeah, I didn't. I felt that it was a, a difficult seat for Keith Gretzky to sit in while the guy next to him was describing all the things he wants in the new GM and Keith's thinking, oh, am I that guy? Or, oh, it doesn't sound like me. Or, oh, that sounds like me. I just, you know, I, I didn't I didn't like the dynamic of it on, on Keith's part. How did you I think Keith, how did you think, how did you think Keith did? Well, I, I have a ton of time for Keith and as we've got to know him over the last while, this is why I've got more time for him. He's, he's, He's the guy I just described. He can go into a hockey rink where he's never seen anyone and tell you which guys can play right away. He's a smart, insightful hockey guy who's learned after many, many, many years of traveling to junior rinks and doing it the hard way, right? He's a lifer. You know, we've, I'm not making the point about the old boys club anymore. He's got nothing to do with it. This guy's worked his way up. He's like Craig Heisinger in Winnipeg. He's Jimmy Benning in Vancouver. He's Elmer Benning, right? To me, that's who Keith Gretzky is. And I like that in a GM now when drafting and development is everything. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that he does not overvalue in private conversations that never go to air. He does not overvalue Oilers players. Tell you if he thinks one is good and one isn't. Uh, he's a very honest and insightful guy. And I, I, I think he can be a GM somewhere someday, maybe in this town this summer. Uh, he's that kind of guy. He should be a GM one day. Is he the best possible hire in the entire hockey universe inside the next two months, Bob, uh, we're going to find that out pretty quick. It's interesting. Uh, he had a moment yesterday, Speck. Jason Greger asked a question, and Jason framed the, the question. He said, you know, the organization's amateur side, the scouting, uh, Bakersfield, there's been an improvement there. And basically what J- Jason was saying is, Keith, we know this was your primary area of focus. How do you address the pro side? And Keith's response was, when we, he said, when we made those moves. So he had an opportunity, and it showed to me a lot about his character. He had an opportunity to separate himself from Shirelli and from the guys on the pro side and say, well, you know, I was gone for most of the first half of the year, which, Mark, you know he was because he was not around until after the World Juniors. And it was after the World Juniors that we started seeing Keith a lot. Um, and then once Peter Shirelli was fired, we saw Keith all the time because he stayed with the team all the time. But it's pretty, you know, it was a pretty interesting because some guys in this business, Mark, can be a little bit self-serving, you know, and put themselves ahead of others. And he made so because I know there's that perspective out there in the market. Well, he had to have known everything Peter. He ran. He was complicit with everything that Shirelli did. And I don't necessarily believe that to be the case. But we wouldn't have known that based on his answer yesterday. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, he had an opportunity. That's the kind of guy you want. I want, I want to be. A, listen, that's just a personality trait that says, you know, Shirelli's long gone. There's no point piling on. Whether or not he he separates himself from those things, it's not going to change. Those trades are made. They've acquired and traded Spooner already. So so Keith taking one side or another is not going to make a difference. He takes the high road comes off looking like the better man that's the kind of guy i would want on my team every day that said there's lots of other guys you know mark hunter london uh, 
Very interesting organization. They've had a lot of success over the years. He has spent four years in the NHL. Kelly McCrimmon, three years with Vegas in the NHL. Keys at 18 years of NHL experience. Uh, yeah. Mike Fuda with the uh, LA uh, Kings. All those years with Guelph in the OHL, and he's worked with Kings. Kings have gone with a, a heavy, heavy former player slant over the last six or seven years. And I'm wondering if Mike's swimming up a stream a bit there on that front. But his name... Sure, what about Billy Garrett in Pittsburgh? Well, I, I yeah, what, I mean, it's hard to argue with what Bill Garrett's done, or Norm McIver's a guy you know well out of Chicago that's been more of a pro guy for the Blackhawks. Uh, so there's five names off the top of our head. Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike Gillis, you know what, uh, interesting ideas. Um, not sure he was... Uh, you know, always the most engaging fellow out there. Lawrence Gilman makes. There's lots of people here potentially mm-hmm. in the mix. Ross Mahoney from the Washington Capitals. This thing's wide open, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it should be. And and Nick has at time. I know that that Bob Nicholson spent his, you know doing his due diligence and talking to a lot of people. It's probably time now to get on the got on the plane and start getting some interviews in here. Um, you know, it's it's the time's running out, and and it's time to. He needs to start ticking off some. I, he, he reminds me of myself when I'm taking on a huge story or writing a book, and I start interviewing one guy and another guy and another guy, and I, I'm kind of so busy building my story, I'm not writing the damn thing. Uh, it's going to be, you know, the clock is ticking on Bob here a little. He's got a lot of good, established, uh, you know, possible candidates. Now it's time to get out in the hockey world and start sitting out with those guys. And, uh, you know, you didn't even mention a guy like Pat Verbeek, who I think is highly qualified. Sure, sure. Uh, there's, and there's other names that, that are going through Nicholson's head today that we haven't named yet. So, uh, you know, I'm not at all worried. that you said the, the theme was out yesterday that, oh, boy, uh, there's a whole bunch of NHL coaches that need to get hired, and, and Quenville got hired, and the orders better hurry or they're going to miss out on the coaches. Uh, I would say to you, Bob, uh, get the GM right Get the GM right and worry about the coach second. Twelve forty-seven in Edmonton. Guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to ninety-nine ninety Jasper Avenue. Tell Megan the staff order. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Now sent you. When we come back, we'll talk Connor McDavid. We'll talk Winnipeg, St. Louis, and Toronto, Boston. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1248 in Edmonton, and I'm hammering Brendan Escott today. I mean, I'm making it really, really tough on him. Uh, again, our roundtable coming up, Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, myself, brought to you by Royal Pizza just after uh, 105 today. And uh, this is what Connor McDavid 
had to say Sunday in his availability because there had been some speculation by uh, primarily guys in Toronto and then a guy who's got a, uh, a love-in for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, here's Connor McDavid. You know, I want to be here. Um, if I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't have signed a, an eight-year deal. So um, I, like the, I love the guys in the city. You know, there's obviously going to be changes both on and off the ice. And, and you know, that's, that's just the, the facts of it. And, um, you know, but I'm here to be, the, be this part of the solution. And, um, yeah, that's that. Mark, um, was that much ado about nothing after that game in Vegas? Uh, no, it's not nothing. You know, Connor McDavid. Uh, the 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 yin of Connor McDavid is he's often goes through an interview without not really saying much. Right. But the yang is when he does say something, you got to go. Whoa! He just right. said something, and he said yeah. something big. So you can't say it's nothing. He he spoke as a yep. frustrated player, sure. and he said some things that needed to get said, and I liked it, frankly. But yeah. it, it wasn't nothing, Bob. No, but. He is a guy who went to Erie when lots of other players in the OHL have refused to go to Erie over the years. Fair. Um, and there seems to be a lot of guys out there, Spec, that seem to be able to read his mind with what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. It's a big media world, man, and there's always someone trying to make a splash, like a, a guy that's trying to get red or a guy that wants to beat everyone else to the opinion and that's just part of the. Hey, I, Speck, too Speck, we had a we had a guy once out of Toronto who may have commented on this very situation with McDavid. We had a guy who commented on the worst cities in the NHL to visit, and he'd actually never been to Edmonton. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. Like, that's remember the remember the 2001 track and field championships that British guy carved Edmonton to death on like the first day. Well, he wrote it on his plane on the way in. Like he hadn't been here, but that's his shtick. Yeah. Right. That's the old yeah. stick. Is you carve up a city, you get there. Everyone wants to interview you. Everyone's talking about you. You make a grand entry. It's an old journalism shtick, and, and, and you know, this is no. Much it's different. it's a different word that sounds a lot like shtick. Uh, it's kind of like comedians yeah. that tell fart jokes. It's because they're not <laughs> actually that talented. So that's what they got to, you know, they got to resort to. They're the Gallagher's of the world out there. That's who they are. Well, I'll tell you. I'll I'll give you a little mea culpa right here. It, it was Tim and Sid at Sportsnet who were on the. You know, they were talking yesterday about how to solve Edmonton's cap issues, and their solution is to trade Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, and Connor and, McDavid's agent Jeff Jackson laughed at them on Twitter yeah, about I'm that. Sure he, did. he said, ha, 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 ha. Right. I can't because I work for Sportsnet. Yeah, well, but what it is, it's a window It's a window into the Toronto centricity of this thing. Well, it's that, a window into, would, would, the, would anyone in Toronto, be it Sportsnet or any other network or newspaper, would they say, I know how we're going to solve Toronto's pending cap issues. Let's trade Mitch Marner. No, they would never say that because they watch the Leafs every day and they know it's stupid. Would, do you hear people saying... Uh, Austin Matthews, the Leafs are wasting his entry-level contract. Well, well, I'm here to tell you, if they don't beat Boston, they won't have won a playoff round in Austin Matthews' time here. So, these things happen Mark, in Toronto, Mark, I'm place. telling you, I saw Mike Babcock win a national championship at Lethbridge. They are a minnow. The the Boston... How do... How, Mark... Come on, I know you saw the tweet. I had a little fun with it. it. Surely if they add John Tavares and Jake Muzzin after losing in seven, there's no way the Maple Leafs can lose to Boston now. Surely. Well, good question. Who's going to win that series, Beck? Uh, I'm picking Boston like everyone else because I just don't see a way that uh, that it turns as much as it needs to turn. But Mark, I, I, can I tell you something? 
because of what comes out of Toronto. Okay? I think Toronto can win the series, but I must tell you, I will not be disappointed if Boston wins that series. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I'm not cheering for anybody. You know, I, there's guys on Boston. You like cheer for there. the story, Spec. Come on. I cheer for the story. That's yeah. it. But I'm not sure. What, I'll tell what? you what. It's a, it's a better story in Canada if the Leafs win. And, and I will say this, that the Canadian hockey, the, the NHL playoffs are a better place when the Leafs are alive in it. Yeah. I think well, it's a juicier story. In all honesty, alive. they lost in seven games. They didn't have Kadri for a couple games last year. They've added Tavares. They're deep down the middle. It's going to be a hell of a series between Boston and Toronto. What happens, Spec? What happens with Winnipeg and St. Louis? Like Winnipeg had the second worst record of any playoff team after Christmas. What's going on there? It's an excellent question. Uh, they have a lot of switches, Bob, that need to get flicked on here in the next couple of days, right? Patrick Liney, thirty goal guy, eighteen of them in November. Right? He's got four power play goals since New Year's. Uh, Morrissey hasn't played in six weeks. He's coming back his first games. He's jumping on a moving train playing his first game in game one. Uh, Bufflin's played only five games since he got back from his ankle injury. Not very good. Shifley and Wheeler have lost that magic for a while. They're not tossing it around like they did. So, you know, you've watched this, Bob. When you get a team that's got to flick all these switches on all at once, it's a pretty tall order to have that happen against the best team in the West since Christmas. Mark, let me ask you this. Doesn't it just come down to who's got the better goalie? No, no, not necessarily. I think both goalies are good. Listen, the Bennington, we know all about him. Although he's a rookie who's never played in the NHL playoffs. There you go. But Connor Hellebuck, you know, I know he didn't have a great year. Since, like, March 1st, he's got a 922 ball. Yeah. Uh, behind a, a dicey Jets team. So I think the goaltending is everybody. This is how fickle it is. I, I've been told that Jordan Bennington was contemplating retiring at the end of this season if he didn't start to get some traction this year. Yeah. That's how – and, and oh. he wasn't supposed to be the call-up from St. Louis. They actually oh. liked the other goalie more, but that guy got hurt down on the minors, so Bennington came up. Right? Well, remember, yeah, Bennington was their fourth guy in their depth chart. Remember this, Bob. Last season – St. Louis was the only NHL team that didn't have his own farm club. So who's the first casualty when you don't have your own farm team and you're lending guys out, right? Yeah. It's always your goalie. Bennington ends up in Providence, which is Boston's team, and he's out playing the other guy, but Boston's playing their guy because he's their guy. <laughs> so talk about being on an island. Like, they they left Bennington. I'm not going to say they left him for dead, but as close as you can be to that, and now who's taking them down the road in the playoffs? It's a really cool story. Well, you know, Mark, I, I know you cheer for the stories, but you got to give us a couple of predictions here. So who's who's winning St. Louis and Winnipeg? Uh, I think I'd pick St. Louis in seven okay. this series. Okay. i got Calgary winning. Okay. And what about uh, Boston-Toronto? i got Toronto. i got Boston winning that series for sure. How okay. about you? Well, I, I, mine are coming up, but I, I can share it with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be taking, Bo- I'm going to be taking Toronto in six over Boston. Okay. I'm going to take St. Louis in six over Winnipeg. And I'll take, the, right. I'll take the Flames in five over. Colorado. I think I had the Flames like in seven. Like, and I know Colorado gave Nashville all they could handle last year, but I think Calgary is going to take care of business in okay. round one, and then they're going to run up against Mark Andre Fleury in round two, and it ain't going to be so easy. So there you go. I got Dallas beating Nashville. Do you really? Yeah. I, yeah. I always have some weird faith in Dallas. I like their roster. 
they never seem to play up to what they are on paper. But uh, if, if there's a big one, Bob, if Bishop can stay healthy. Yes, we've never heard that before. <laughs> never heard that. If Bishop could stay healthy and if Speck wins the lotto, Things are going to be real good in the future, Bob. We'll never hear from you again. <laughs> so we'll have a we'll have a I'll have a better partner for the segment when that happens, Speck. Moving yeah, forward, yeah, and a poorer one. <laughs> have a have a great time in Winnipeg, okay? All right, Bobby. Thanks for something, man. Yvette, that's Stoffer Inspector. Brought to you by our friends at Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing Century Mile, April twenty eighth. Val from the high desert of Northeast Colorado says, Bob. Babs Lethbridge stuff is ancient history. Leaf fans are chewing their fingernails to the bone, deathly afraid of Babs going to the mix master again. Now, he's been eliminated, what, eight of the last nine years? First round of the playoffs? Is that right? Something to that effect? Somebody will correct me. 12.58 Edmonton. Oh, it's only going to get better. Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Brendan Escott, and yours truly. An hour of hard-hitting hockey talk coming up after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.